Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Loudmouth Radio. This is a live broadcast being fed out of the metro Atlanta area. We hope that everyone is doing exceptionally well this evening. It's a great Wednesday night. I got to tell you, it's a lot better than it was last week here in Atlanta with the limitations that we were experiencing last week. This week is absolutely a joy to have us to be able to talk to you and not be stranded on ice and not be facing the dilemma of people stuck in their cars. That's a blessing within itself. So I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to our actual broadcast for the evening. I'm hearing a slight little bit of an echo here. Um, Echo, echo, echo. Yeah, I was hearing a little slight echo. Hopefully it's not feeding back too bad. But we want to welcome you to our broadcast. It is February 5th. The first week of February, also Black History Month, and I'm hoping that everyone is ready to celebrate um, the opportunities of heritage if you are part of the black community, if you embrace the black community. Black history is what you make it. And um, today, I had an opportunity to see a movie I never had an opportunity to see before, which was... uh, with Sidney Poitier, Mandela, and the Clerks. And uh, as we know recently, the uh, Mandela story has been captured in the headlines with our actor Idris Elba portraying uh, Mandela as of recently at the end of the year that that movie was released. I haven't seen that yet. But um, the biop itself, I'm sure, has received a lot of uh, feedback and interest in the area. So we're excited about Um, being able to celebrate Black History Month in the month of February. Um, And there's always different causes of different things going on uh, with different months that actually are uh, celebrating different things. So we're just happy about being on air tonight as usual. And tonight's show itself is being brought to you by Bearhead's Dream Wedding Expo coming up June 15, 2014 at the Georgia World Congress Center. So mark it on your calendars. Uh, That's actually a Sunday, and we are excited to be a part of this awesome event that's coming up this year uh, for Bearheads Dream Wedding Expo, and, uh, which, which brings me to share with you about our upcoming shows that we're having over the next few weeks in the month of February. Uh, we will be highlighting just different things that's going on and uh, want to make sure we make mention of the upcoming events that's going on. And uh, for you to just stay committed to us, stay connected with us. So if you're listening to this broadcast, we're live on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. And we're available also for you to tweet with us at Twitter, at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. 
And I don't know, I'm hearing some incredible amount of uh, feedback. I apologize. If you're listening to us online, um, no, that is not an adjustment on your side. It sounds like it's a little bit of a feed on us. Um, but we're going to continue. We're hopefully that, 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 that little bit of that static and all that sound could be muted out and you're not able to hear that feedback tonight. Uh, we're going to make sure we tweak as much as we can on our side. But uh, like I said, the um, broadcast tonight itself is uh, What's on Your Mind, Atlanta. This is a little special segment we introduced last week in the height of the storm that took place in Atlanta. And it was really um, one of those things that took a stronghold of the city. A lot of people that saw the media um, attention from it after the fact, and a lot of people had a lot of comments to say about it. Unfortunately, our mayor of Atlanta, Kasim Reed, took a lot of heat. And, um, you know, for those who don't live in Metro Atlanta, um, I want people to understand that Metro Atlanta is surrounded by over 50 counties. And Atlanta is just that it's a city within a huge metropolis. Um, the state itself is controlled majority from the governor's seat. So really and truly, the governor was should be more of a, in the hot seat versus the same read. And every uh, municipality has their own mayor. So, you know, we're in Stockbridge right now. They have a mayor. Ashford, Dunwoody, uh, all these different cities surrounding us have mayors. So I, my hat goes off to the same read for endearing, uh, being, for the terms of endearment of what he experienced uh, from last week all the way up to this week. Um, a lot of the flack and feedback from the media and other people commenting about how the ball was dropped during the storm. And it's unfortunate because, yes, it was very severe. Our city wasn't ready for it. Personally, you know, I wouldn't have sent my kids out there because clearly Sunday night I remember distinctly. I think it was even Saturday, as early as Saturday. The weather channel was like, look, it's severe storms. Do not get out there in this mess. Be prepared. There's going to be snow, there's going to be ice, and I'm going to tell you, rule of thumb, anytime that there's ice, excuse me, anytime that there's a temperature that goes from 40, 50 degrees and drops, you know, in a, in, a, in a very quick fashion, nine times out of ten, you're going to have snow and it's going to also contribute ice. And both of those things happened and it was not a great mix. So the, the, the flack of that, the feedback of that is that, you know, it's a possibility. We may be looking at winter uh, weather conditions again this week in Atlanta. And all up north, there's a lot of areas that have been affected by the wintry uh, conditions. So all of those who are up north and surrounding areas, uh, you know, try to be a, a branch of encouragement to others in regards to um, the weather conditions because you never know um, how this how the how the how the conditions of the weather can impact somebody, and definitely we were impacted heavily by it. So moving on, um, I want to make sure that people are aware of our studio line. You can call in at three four seven eight two six seven five two zero. We're live on Loudmouth Radio. We're also able to uh, respond to you if you're tweeting us. We'll see your tweets. If you um, have some questions or things that you want to um, speak on or bring to our attention, please by all means share. And uh, we would love to talk to you and, and, and see what we can uh, bring to the table and, and, and uh, bring in an encouraging fashion of conversation. Tonight we're going to touch on quite a few subject matters. Um, I want to make sure that people know that they can call in, talk to us. It's an opportunity to speak your mind, let people know what's on your mind, and hopefully um, you can actually 
you know, have something that you may have on your mind be brought into a, a bigger conversation. So we're live on Loudmouth Radio at 347-826-7520. Now, one of the other things I want people to know is that we're preparing to go into our new season, starting in March. We're going to be introducing some great shows, some great formats. Um, our guests are going to continually be, uh, you know, opportunities for you to connect with uh, so many different mediums of, of uh personalities. So, you know, last year we had a lot of entertainment uh, personalities. We had authors. We had uh, people that were in the medical field and just just a great vast majority of diversity on the show. So we're going to continue with that. We're going to be introducing some new personalities. And uh, for those of you who have not tuned in, and have not been in connection with us. You know, we've been running an Indiegogo campaign, which opened up opportunity for people to become media personalities with us on the radio network. If you guys are business owners, this is a great strategy to increase your marketing, uh, to increase your reach. So just so you know that we broadcast live. Our feed goes out to over 4 million people in car dashboard listeners anytime we broadcast. And always you can go to loudmouthradio.com, which is with two Ds, and connect with us. So um, with that being said, I think Jazzy was on the line with us here. Jazzy, still there? I am still here just listening in to um, what you have to say, what's on your mind for the evening. Hi, everybody. Awesome. She's just chiming <laughs> in just so diligently. I love it. Um, no, I just sit back and twiddle my thumbs and wait for, you know, my opportunity to jump in. That's that's what I do here at Loudmouth Radio. Just wait for my opportunity. Y'all know that is not <laughs> so true. This sounds so vague. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tell you guys what what's a, uh, just an awesome blessing. Sometimes you just have to. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna just speak speak candidly for myself. Um, I have had uh, a roller coaster of things going on lately. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody has. And, you know, just sometimes things that you are looking to do or want to do do not always happen in the way that you think that it will. And, you know, I'm learning more and more every day to relax when it comes to uh, things. So, Jazz, I think she can comment on this. You know, sometimes you, you think that you're supposed to do something that doesn't happen the way you think that it's going to oh happen. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to relax. Yeah, you know, you do. And allow, yeah, and, uh, and allow things to not consume you or uh, not allow it to crush what you think you're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, what I believe totally and I'm coming to embrace more and more. Sometimes we hear things or we're taught things and, you know, at church and meditation and practical living and everyday experiences, we are being taught something. And usually those things that we're being taught, for the initial moment, we either dismiss it, we ignore it, we overlook it, or we take it all in, but we don't apply it. And, more and more these days I am learning to apply things that I am really consciously paying attention to, and that is to just really be still and allow my present moment just to be that, my present moment, that what is important is right now. I don't own tomorrow and 
the past yesterday on. So at this present moment, you know, work on the things that I can control, I can have a fix on, or, you know, I can help shape those things that I can't, like the weather, like, you know, something happening that is beyond me, like an illness in a family member, or even death, or even birth. Um, My grandson was just born in Boston, and it was my goal to be there, and so many things have happened with the weather. Well, that's not in my control. So exactly. able to get there at this moment. We've had um, illnesses in both our families, and we have wanted to be present there, but we weren't able to. Um, we've had friends who have called us and said that they've gone through various things that, you know, were out of their control. But the one thing I'm learning is, is everything that we have need of, truly have need of, is in our present. But we have to be still. We have to be um, calm and allow it to manifest, allow it to come to, you know, our present state. And so if I don't fret, as my mother would say, if I don't fret, if I don't, you know, go crazy, then, one, I keep my pressure under control. I don't have you know, an ulcer bursting inside. I don't have heart trouble. I don't have all of these diseases that are causing my body to react in an adverse way. So I think we really have to to grab hold of peace and sit with it and allow it to rest with us um, so that we can be better and we can feel better about, you know, everything that's going on. It doesn't mean that it's always an easy task, but we should definitely put things into perspective and into practice. Guys, you hear our dogs. We have the dogs in the studio because we have totally been neglecting them lately. <laughs> and so we had to bring them into the studio today so we could give them a little puppy love. So if you hear them, you know, just say, ah, and ooh, if they get too crazy, then, you know, look for them outside as, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, we wanted to bring the babies into the studio today so that they can be a part of our What's on Our Mind episodes and what's happening in and around Atlanta, which is a bunch. So we have some stuff to definitely talk talk about this evening. Um, as Sunny was telling you, we were fortunate enough in between a couple of meetings that we had today, we were able to um, – the television was on in this one office, and we were able to see the Mandela story played by Sidney Poitier. And when I tell you, not only is he one of my favorite actors in the entire universe, but he really played um, the character of Mandela so well, and it brought us into black history, and it brought us into understanding how far our country has come and how far we need to go, and even right here in Atlanta, um, and some things that Atlanta is facing on a equality level in so many areas. But Mandela was one of one of my most um, in awe people. He just he was my dad. He was the dad that I had not had, and he was the dad that I wish I had. Um, from the, from the outside looking in, I was not there with him personally, so I don't know all of the personal behind the scenes of the man, but the, the, the person and the endurance and the 
tenacity that he had for his country, for his people, and for justice was just enough to make me say, Jazzy, get it together. And when you have a, a moment where you don't feel like you have it together, reach deep within because it's within you and you can do it. And it's made me want to be better for myself, better for my family and my community. And as I said last week on the show, for my global community, those are the things that I really am in pursuit of. So it was a wonderful show that brought us back to an understanding of what this month means um, and to just take a little time in February to give homage to those that are great today and not just those that paved the way, not forgetting them because we do have some great forefathers, some great foremothers that gave us the courage to be on the radio today, that gave us the um, do with all to get out in the community and feed the hungry and, you know, encourage our children to be readers and astronauts and, you know, great culinary arts designers and, and creators of wonderful tastes and flavors. We have so many things that we can say. No, notice I didn't say lawyer, doctor, although those are fantastic, wonderful professions. It is so many things and so many areas that as a black people, we have been successful in, and, you know, of course, we'll say some of those tonight, but I just wanted to chime in to say kudos, kudos, kudos for um, our black historians because they are really world changers. Absolutely, and, you know, for us, it, you know, Lymouth is about being a voice as it is, and like you're saying, Jazzy, if it was not for um, the Martin Luther King, the Mandelas, the Sojourner Truths, the the, 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 the hundreds of thousands of people that do not get the recognition on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. that allowed us to be able to have freedom of speech, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, because of their diverse minds, it allows people like us to, to not be cornered into one specific label and say, look, right. we're not just a black station. We're not just... Um, you know, a, a black female. We're not just, you know, one thing and not the other. We we, mm-hmm. we take all aspects of us and open all of those substances of us and say, look, this, you know, at, at this moment, this is who I am, or this is what I'm, I'm, I'm capable to capable of being able to contribute. So it's really all about being able to be a contribution to the whole of humanity, and not just um, isolated to one sector. You know what I mean? So I think that that is very important, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. as we recognize. And I, and I think that that's what the whole purpose is for Black History Month, is to not forget that and to also have the education of, you know, let me let me tell you something why you're able to get up on this stage and perform during the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or why you're able to stand up and say, you know what, I want to uh, debate about this. You know, like mm-hmm. um, we had an opportunity, and, and we're going to kind of go into some of the subject matter because this is about what's on your mind, and, and we're going to clearly touch on quite a few things. But one of the things that was profound um, just over the past few days has been uh, occurrences like the Grammys, for instance, where you have uh, Beyonce getting up 
you know, showing her erotic, uh, her erotic side of her, her, uh, her passion. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was her way that she decided that she wanted to communicate, you know. Uh, it, it, it's, just, it's unlimited the areas in which we could profoundly bring forward today and say, look, this is the reason why um, is this is so important. Hidden, hidden their phone? Because I keep hearing a, a beep. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Do you still hear it? One No. Continue. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So literally, like tonight, you know, we're going to touch on one of the most startling things, I think, that is very important that has occurred with the King family. You know, um, oh my especially, God. yeah, in the height of Black History Month, you, you have so many things mm-hmm. that's happening that really makes you stop and say, you know, think about beyond your own choices mm-hmm. and, think, and think how what you're doing right now can impact, you know, the truth or the things that we know it as. Um, you, you understand what I'm saying as, as far as the, the, the consequences of things? Um, which, if, if you're not aware, we're talking a little bit about uh, Dr. Bernice King that is in uh, a dispute with her brothers about Dr. Yeah. King's Nobel Peace Prize as well very, as his Bible. Very sad. Very sad story. Yes. So um, the whole thing is we want to um, just take the time to try to recognize things that do matter and, and have uh big stakes in what we know as our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jazzy, go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt what you were saying. What was I saying? <laughs> About just recognizing, <laughs> uh, you know, recognizing the people that are, that's been an impact in our communities. And... You know, child, I start talking and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? That's the so, word. I know. It's it's you know what you feel. Let me tell you. Let me just say this first. I'm so filled with so much knowledge, and you know I'm working daily on trying to apply the knowledge that I know because I have learned so much from some of the greatest people I could possibly think of learning from, and. So, you know, I get filled with so much stuff and I'm so passionate about so many things and then, you know, I'll be so filled with it and then, boom, I'll drop it and I'm Mm -hmm. on to the next fill-up. So, yeah, sometimes you have to remind me of what I was talking about. But I do remember, I did want to say this before we start talking about the King family um, because it's important to me as we touch backwards. This, This is one of the things I was saying, that we always recognize our present day Sheroes, our present day heroes in the black community, as well as those that support, since we're talking about black history, and I know we're not just honing in on that alone, but it is Black History Month. So I would like to um, salute some people who I find just incredible. Some of these people you may not even know. Some of them you might know. But I want to first and foremost as they say in church, giving, giving honor to God, I want to give honor and homage to uh, my producer. I say this all the time, and, you know, people think it's from a personal level, but it really is an appreciation to a person who steps out of comfort, steps out of the box, and says, this is what I want to do. And not only do I want to do it, 
but I want to do it well, and I want it to succeed, not just for myself, but for anybody that has a dream, an idea, a vision, a business. And so I always say this, and I try to be as humble and honest about what I'm saying, because many people want to do something. Many people want to start a business. Many people want to start a radio show. We get we get hit. I mean, if I could send you the emails and the texts that I get on a regular basis saying, hey, I want to do my own radio show. I want to be a host on the show. I want to do something like you're doing. Mm-hmm. I get that all the time. Um, and I'm honored because people feel comfortable enough to ask me either how to start it or, you know, how to be a part or, or just whatever. But a lot of people don't have the next step. And our producer, Sunny, has the next step. She is unfailing at saying, I'm going to try something. I'm going to do something. She is a woman of action, and I am so honored to share this podium with her because not many women take the bull by the horn. Not many black women take the bull by the horn to do. I know many, many women that say, I want to do or I wish I could do or I wish I had. But it's not a lot that say, I did it. I did it. And, you know, um, Sunny, when did you start the screening room? What what year was that here in Dockbridge or McDonough, downtown McDonough? Well, the the screening room initially started as just a screening room in 2002. Um, okay. In Florida, um, and, you know, like we talked about in the beginning of the broadcast, sometimes you want to do things at a certain time, but it doesn't mm-hmm. come the way you want it to come. So um, I initially tried to, to really implement you know this uh, this establishment in 2002 in Florida. Time mm-hmm. wasn't good, so it, it was something that sat still for almost eight eight years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. So 2010, mm-hmm. it started winding up. 2011 is when I actually uh, opened up and, and uh, the Loud Mouth Screening Room developed, which is uh, you know the connection of the brand and bringing the uh, comedy dinner theater to life which is what the screening room was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, in other words, you went past that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I would not open up a restaurant because there's too many people that want to sue you. I would not open up in a predominantly vanilla area and bring comedy as a black young woman in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm. You went past all of that and you opened up a comedy dinner theater, and from my understanding, because unfortunately I didn't have a chance to get to you, I was always in in between work and other stuff, so I didn't have an opportunity to see it physically. I did follow you on Twitter and Facebook and supported you as much as I could at that at that time, but from what I saw in pictures and got phone calls from people saying, oh, my God, this place is amazing and the food is great and the comedy is wonderful and, and the, the shows that are, are being um, seen on the screen, I mean, it's just a wonderful place to go. You did it. You did it. You successfully did it for the time that you were open. We won't talk about 
you know, things not going always the way you want them to go, but you as a black young woman owner of a comedy club, which is not not the norm, and I think you were one of very few right. mm-hmm. that were, were a black female-owned club. So, you know, power be to people pushing past and doing that. So I want to always honor our present day. So Sunny, um, Sunny Smith, Sabrina Sunny Spoon Smith, your entire legal and performance name, I really want to salute you for being successful in that area and then pushing past all of um, the naysayers and continuing building the brand, loudmouth building of a brand um, in marketing, advertising, radio, and TV networks. We're just doing some really big things with you, and I salute you. So that's number one. Number two, I want to salute um, Angela Davis. And many of you think I'm talking about other Angela Davis, and I'm actually not. I'm talking about a young woman (laughs) who is um, legally blind, a minister, a writer, a sister, a lover, a friend, who is incredible. She's incredible in her kindness. She's incredible in her giving, in her servitude, in her teaching, in her preaching, which turns around again and and becomes a teaching moment and a reachable moment. We are so blessed to sit under her um, monthly and to learn and to reevaluate the way we think, the way we read, the way we receive, and the way we give. So I want to salute her because she has not allowed being legally blind to sit her back and not do and not give. So she's my second shero of the entire month. And then I want to give homage to one male. And I will have to say my hero I'll come back and tell you that later. I'm giving y'all too much. Okay, so I'll tell you, you know, sometimes <laughs> in between <laughs> in between the show, but I just wanted to say those are two of my present-day heroes who happen to be sheroes, and I'm just very grateful to have a format to say I can do it. I can do greater, I can do better, and I can do well. Absolutely. Thank you, Jazz. I, I thank you for uh, taking that time to recognize Ooh, um, just trials and tribulations of a young black entrepreneur. But, <laughs> um, you know, thank you. I, I, and I, I'm learning more and more to just embrace um, my history because of the fact that, you know, so many of us are, are driven and influenced by what we see and hear. And what tends to happen is, when it comes to people who people, quote, unquote, think successfully made it, you know, we look at them, a lot of times people look at them in envy saying, oh, man, they got this and they've done that and they made it. But you don't hear the story that led up to that point until after they done right. been through it. Right. You know, when they say, well, I've been in and out of jail because I was selling drugs, but now I'm a multi-million dollar platinum rapper. rapper. Right. Or, right. Um, you know, my book made it, but... For six months to a year, I was homeless. You know, these mm-hmm, are the things mm-hmm. that, um, you know, even for me, I've been driven, and it, it, it stays so 
so uh, so apparent in my spirit day to day that to talk about these things and, and keep it in the forefront of what's going on right now in our present day because the present day is what gets people going to the next day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if we do not acknowledge or speak on these things now, you know, some somebody who was having a hard time getting up today could use that dose of encouragement and say, it's okay, you're not the only one, you know. Exactly. exactly. Uh, to, to recognize that, you know, your breakthrough is coming. And these are the things, Jazz, you know, these are the things that we in our circle of, of, of good friends and extended family, we, we keep each other encouraged and each, each, mm-hmm. each other lifted in all these various mm-hmm. circles that we intertwine in and say, look, you know, one of my, one of my best friends, Neftari, you know, I remember talking to Neff so many times. Uh, and we went to SCAD together. She graduated. We both majored in video and film. She went on ahead and moved out to Los Angeles with little to nothing. And most people, you know, um, stories don't always end up the same. But mm-hmm. being, you know, we're both from, you know, Chicago area and, you know, just our upbringing, our parents went to high school together. And, you know, just knowing and understanding where we're from, you know, she'd be like, Brie, I'm having a, you know, man, when am I going to get a break? When is this, you know, and, and those are the, those are real feelings. Those yeah. are real reactions. Those are real things that people feel. And sometimes they only share with their smaller circles. And then when you see them in public, you know, they're grinning and smiling and, and kicking and doing whatever they need to do right. to keep it moving. Right. But deep down inside, they just, they feel just as much challenged as the next person saying, damn, man, I, I want this so bad, but I feel like I'm steps away from just quitting or giving up. Um, mm-hmm. Jazz, do you remember mm-hmm. last year we had the uh, Tyler Perry show on? And yep. Um, yep. for better or worse, and we had Coco Brown, Kent Falcon, and uh, Kiki Haynes. And, you know, Coco came from, which is ironic, from, from our background of marketing, advertising, um, you know, her home state of Virginia, mm-hmm. but she literally mm-hmm. got to a point where she was like, man, I'm, I'm busting and I'm hustling, and, and she's like, you know, she really opened up and said, God, what's it going to take? I need something to come come now. <laughs> now, to right even, now. Yeah, right now, and let me know um, that I'm not just spinning my wheels or that what I'm feeling inside is, is not by mistake. And those mm-hmm. are real feelings that people feel that, you know, at any given time, they know what they want, they desire what they want, and you have these challenges that sometimes you just got to work through. So, you know, like my friend Nefertari, she's been in L.A. now, I would say at least over 12, 13 years at least now, maybe even mm-hmm. close to 15. And uh, she's now showing up on NCIS. She was just on Bounce TV. She's doing different shorts. She's doing commercials for Walmart, stuff like that. I am so proud of her. Right. You know, but I can remember right. telling her that. I said, baby, it's going to come. It's going to happen, you know, and it will be year after year. You know, I'm giving her that dose. But she's had the opportunity to work with some of the best, Bernie, Mac, the late Bernie Mac, you know, who was huge, right. who was an influential uh-huh, uh-huh. piece to her, you know, propelling forward, and Jamie Foxx, and, you know, our beloved Bernie Casey, and just so many others. So I just say that, you know, for us, you know, <clears throat> even with the Super Bowl, SCAD um, was peripheral in the opening graphics that you saw for the Super Bowl. They actually worked with Fox to create the uh, graphics and, and animation and stuff that you saw in the opening aspect of the Super Bowl. That's, mm-hmm. that's substantial. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. some students are already making an impact in the world. So one of my, one of my family members turned 
um, 40 today, and uh, shout out to my to my family, uh, twins, Posse and Tanya, that um, have have reached that plateau. And you know, one of the things that I, I shared with them today was, look, you got to be the star of you. You know, exactly. no one can play that role better than you. So mm-hmm. make it the best you that you possibly can. You know, if if Mandela didn't have that, you know that. That, that veracity and that intensity and that belief and, and also at the same time having patience to, to do what he did, then Sidney Poitier, uh, Idris Elba, um, Terrence Howard, none of these people could Morgan play him. Freeman. Morgan yeah. Freeman. None of these people could mm-hmm. portray him in the movies that we're sitting here watching to learn the history of his, of his, of his struggle and his journey. So um, I, I think it's important, like you said, to recognize um, – Recognize the winners that's around you and know that right. you too have something to give to this world and not to feel sheltered to do to do so. Do not be discouraged exactly. dis, you know, discouraged exactly. to do so. It's um, important and I I yeah. think on 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 that note, you know, I wanted to I personally wanted to start off by saying thank you and having gratitude first before we brought in our King story because the King story is so sad. <laughs> To to know that we just celebrated his birthday. To know that this is Black History Month. His 85th birthday is that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to know that this is Black History Month and that he was so iconic, not just for Atlanta, but definitely for the world and nationalities, all people Young, old, it didn't matter. The whole concept and the whole goal was that we would be a unified people working together for mankind. Having said that, to go right into the latest, and I think it's even going to be a um, a conference that Bernice King is going to do tomorrow. Um, Mm-hmm. To I thought bring it was us right into the day, yeah, I think it's yeah. Tom- yeah, I think it's tomorrow that she has the um, the conference. But here, the siblings are back in the public eye. They are back in the public eye, not for the good of the parents or the world, but rather to sue each other, or per se, the brothers are now suing <laughs> Bernice. Because they want to sell to a private owner the Nobel Peace Prize and some other artifacts of Dr. Martin Luther King. His his Bible that was actually used his for Bible. President Obama to be sworn in, which is within itself a double aspect of history, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. And it's like, like you said, if we don't preserve our own history and heritage and pride, nobody else is going to do it. It, it. You know, I mean, not that our vanilla, as you say, our vanilla brothers and sisters do not take part in that, but, you know, it's not common that you have uh, a lot of black history stories in the inner city schools mm-hmm, or the outside mm-hmm. private institutions. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that being said, literally, um, no one understands that what is happening, and, and it's unfortunate. It's one of those things that, you know, you're born to a Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. Mm-hmm. You oh automatically are walking into something that you cannot deny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And 
you, you just don't get that skate that skate door. You know, unfortunately, Yolanda King, the eldest child, is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 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 the physical, but literally, uh, Bernice King, like you said, Martin Luther King the third, and then Dexter King, um, and like you said, they're back in the media. The first time that something like this occurred was back in 2008, and it went into a, a, a state lawsuit where mm-hmm. uh, Bernice and Martin the third went against Dexter, who at the time was the president of their father's estate. And right. uh, they were really having a nasty dispute over the factor of his estate as well as Coretta Scott King, um, where Dexter was handling the corporation um, under King uh, Inc. Mm-hmm. And uh, what ended up happening is that you know Dexter was being accused of not keeping up with corporate corp- with the corporation, with you know having shareholder meetings keeping documents mm-hmm. that should have been secured by the company or the corporation together. Yeah, um, he was doing a lot. He was doing a lot. Or Yeah, doing a lot and then not doing enough, you know. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So then there were so many other issues, um, and the estate, you know, at that time was looking at more than $32 million um, worth of values, and then there was also controversy when Dexter counter to Bernice um, in regards mm-hmm. to releasing their mother's personal papers, which included love right. letters and a possible $1.4 million book deal. Mm-hmm. So the sad mm-hmm. part about this is so money generated. It, it has really nothing to do with a whole lot of things, but th- the money seems to be the element that makes the struggle. But isn't that always the case? It's right. always the case that when it boils down to anything, it's about money and you know we had this discussion earlier i was saying i could see i could see if the brothers were saying you know we're hungry we're homeless we're losing everything that we've ever known and there's no possible way in life that we could do anything to make any money please can we sell these sell these things so that we can live i doubt very seriously that these educated brothers um, well-known by name and history brothers are in a position that they cannot live or maintain a mm-hmm. substance of life. Right. So to say to them, uh, to say to their sister, and from what we understand um, from Bernice, is that her father took the money that you get when you win the Nobel Peace Prize, which is a nice amount. And mm-hmm. we can look up the exact. And I'm also gonna say I'm gonna look up what yeah. it was at look that time period. Normally, like but six, he, it was like six figures still. Right. So, but at he that took time. that money, and I'm sure he put a little bit in his household, you know. But for the majority of that money, we are we're understanding that he turned right back around and put that back into the civil rights movement. Okay, listen to me carefully, people. Listen to me carefully. For somebody to use the money that they so justly to have gotten for all of the things that he went through, not only for his struggle, but his family, his community, his global community. Always my four things are going to come back into play. He used that money to make sure that we today would have an opportunity for better as a people, 
as an entire nation and nations of people would have a better life and a better way of understanding. And then you as a child of privilege at this point, see, it's a privilege to be called a king. It's a privilege to be called and to be affiliated and to be a child of the Martin Luther King legacy, much less just to say you are a child of anybody's king is is an honor. So to then turn around and, I mean, deface everything that that Nobel Peace Prize and the monies that were used back into civil rights movement, that was just, it's an insult. It's an insult to your sister. It's an insult to your brother. It's an insult to yourself, to your family members, and it's an insult to those of us in Atlanta, at least in my book. It's an insult to the United States, and it is an insult to the nations at large because, You should be saying, one, sis, brother, or as my brother would say, bruh, bruh, (laughs) let's come together and always, always represent our family as we should. Being in and out of court is a disgrace amongst siblings. You know, um, we should be able to handle things better. I've not always been easy. You know, my sisters and brothers, it was seven of us. We've not always done things the best way, but I guarantee you, had my mom and dad been in the public eye more so, you know, when you're in public, my, my aunt used to say, honey, when, when you're in public, you handle yourself differently. When we're behind closed doors, we may have a different conversation that is not for the public viewing because some things are private. Everything is not public, but your family is such public figures. There is a responsibility to that that responsibility. I mean, you didn't ask for it, but nevertheless, hey, you're there, you've owned it, and I'm sure there have been many times when you walked into a line and there was a whole bunch of people and somebody found out you were a king and they said, hey, come on up to the front. Oh, you don't have to wait. It was a privilege. Exactly. In some instances, I'm not saying they were born with a silver spoon by any means. They went through a lot. They, they, you know, they've lost a lot. Mm-hmm. But in, in all of those sacrifices, I know for a fact there has been some gaining because just being a radio personality on this online radio station, it has gotten us some privileges. Right. And we're a baby radio station. So I know being a king, you know, that they have gotten some. So I think it's a disgrace. His Bible, yeah. for God's sake, if you want to do something, give it to President Obama. Give it to yeah, him. Absolutely. Give it to him and his children. If you're not going to honor the legacy, let the girls have let 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 the girls have an opportunity. Exactly. And I'm gonna tell you, I, you I found um, Dr. King received the Nobel Peace Prize on October 14, 1964. And at the time, he was the youngest ever to receive the award at 35 years of age, which I think possibly is still, I believe he still may be the youngest to ever receive the Nobel Peace Prize. And mm-hmm. literally at the time, the value of the prize money was $54,600, which, uh, which went to the civil rights movement. So, you know, to, to say, you know, in this man, every day, every moment, his life was in jeopardy, and he knew it. 
you know, so for him to take that money, he invested it right back into something that he believed in. So that that's that's the legacy that, you know, anybody would understand that as his children you are left with, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so unfortunate to see them having these public fights. And um, I'm, I'm going to post this uh, online for people to see uh, Bernice's public response in regards mm-hmm. to um, the situation. Right. And, you know, what, what her, 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 her correct response. <laughs> her, yeah, right. Yeah, and really. how she feels about the situation. Um, and, it, you know, the thing about it is you'll see that literally she's heartbroken that her brother yeah. is, is in this, you know, in this mix. And I, I and can't blame should, her. Yeah. Yeah, she should be. And I remember when she did it and, and she and, and the eldest did it to Dexter. Um, it was sad then. It, you know, it just, it should be a better way for them to represent the legacy. It just it's unfortunate that greed oftentimes gets in the way um, of relationships and a a business because no matter what, even though that that was their father, it's still a business that they have to run. That center, um, the museum, the houses, everything is a business. But the saddest part is it's a family business that's been given to the world. And I'm telling you, it's just got to, they've got to do better. I'm praying for them. I'm disappointed, but I am praying for them because, you know, it breaks up homes. It breaks up relationships. All of these things are, a, you know, at at the end of the day, we're going to get a Yeah, we're going to go to the next thing as a people. We're going to skip this. It's not going to be hot news in a minute, and we're going to skip over it. But they still have to deal with that. They still have to deal with the animosity and the hurt and the betrayal within the family. So, you know, my heart goes out to this whole situation, but I am very sad that it has had to happen. Yes. Um, and like I said, we're posting that on um, on our pages. It will be um, on our Twitter and also in our Facebook. So if you're mm-hmm. online... Uh, with us, listening to us now, we're we're live on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. You can key in and listen to us now. Um, our studio line three four seven eight two six seven five two zero, and um, I'm actually sharing this link on um, on our on our Facebook on our social media for all those who mm-hmm. are listening and is following this mm-hmm. uh, segment. Even if you're listening to our archive show after we come off air, uh, we want to make sure that you understand. Um, just how significant uh, this is, and, and, and without saying, it is part of our right. history. It is. Even enemy history, well, what we have to remember, guys, is that history, the minute it's done, the minute and something is done, the second it's over, it's history. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, the lawsuit is now in our history. It's not forgotten. It's recorded, and we're able to go back and go, wow, that's what the kids did. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what Bernice did. That's what Dr. King, that's what Mandela, that's what Angela Davis, you know, that's what Sonny did. That's what I did. It's just, you know, so we have to remember each thing that we're doing, it's history. We right. have to work 
very diligently to make sure that the history that we have left is the history we want people to remember us by. If we made errors along the way, which we will, grave mistakes, which we will do, um, and right. some outright just terrible character and integrity wasn't there, we have to build up and do better. I leave room open for us to make error. We are going to do it, but let's correct it quickly. Let's get ourselves out of the courts. Let's get ourselves out of, you know, dysfunction in our family and work toward better, work toward better. Absolutely. So, um, you know, with that being said, and I'm, and I'm going to say this too, you know, I really enjoy um, doing the um, – uh, President Obama had the uh, Jesse was it Dr. King uh, celebration when, or when um, actually it was the anniversary of I Have a Dream. I think it was from the uh, anniversary of I Have a Dream, and and um, uh, Reverend Bernice King got up there and spoke uh, as an oracle. She is incredible. I love to listen to her to talk to, to listen to her talk and. Uh, it's, it's amazing, you know, she was born in 1963. Her dad um, died by the time she was five years old. So, you know, it just goes to show just how incredible the influence of, you know, I'm sure that a lot of, a lot of her memory came from the videos and the things that we saw, you know. And, of course, mm-hmm. I'm sure their own mm-hmm. private videos and recordings and things, but it's amazing how... Um, the essence of her father lives through her. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Dexter looks just like him. It's so frightening to me. <laughs> That's oh, my good. God. I mean, he's you know, beautiful, a, but he looks like his dad I, so much. It's just incredible. He does. I had an awesome opportunity when Dexter wrote his book um, to go to the King Center and, um, you know, it was a, a release of the book, a reading partly a reading of the book, and then all of them signed it. Um, Dexter signed it. Um, Bernice, oh, no, I don't know if Bernice was there. I can't remember. I, she might have been, but Yolanda was there. Uh, Ms. Coretta Scott King was there, and his his um, sister, Martin Luther King's sister. Um, Yolanda King? Was there. No, no. Um, oh, his sister, Albert, his sister. Albert, Albertina, I believe. I can't remember Alberta. her name. That's a shame. I, I, I think, think it's Alberta. So. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. We don't want to be politically incorrect and right. not know all of our history. Um, but nevertheless, they signed the book, and it was fantastic. And then my storage, uh, when I moved, I had all of my books and everything in storage, and that was the year that we had terrible, terrible rains in the summer. Oh, and and I didn't have a climate control storage. And so when I op- when I finally was able to get over to the storage and open it up, the entire storage was molded. Oh gosh! So I lost those opportunities to say, "Here are the signatures of some great people." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he looks so much. I think that's why this hurts me too, because I had an opportunity to meet with them and speak with them briefly, um, a couple of occasions to speak with Mrs. King um, on some things that I did on some some behind-the-scenes events that I did and had an opportunity to briefly work with them. But it, it's just a sad um, it's a sad situation. So we're really seriously praying that this situation will be speedily and quickly resolved and that they can come to a better resolution on how to make money. 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever it is that they're trying to get it for, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I, that's and, something I cannot imagine. Yeah, that's tough. And, and then it's, happened, it's playing out in front of the public, so that just makes it right. of all of that. It's just embarrassing. So, Jazz, let's yeah. try to um, move to another topic that um, became a big uh a, a big vocal aspect after the Super Bowl, which was Coca-Cola. Of course, we talked about oh, what's on your mind in Atlanta. Coca-Cola is a, is a major corporation based out of the metro Atlanta area. So, you know, naturally, uh, the controversy of, of things um, from, you know, Super Bowl is notorious for having over-the-top, um, mm-hmm. heavy marketing dollars committed to Super Bowl commercials. This year Which there they weren't some, all that great. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this year there was a lot of conversation in regards to, you know, businesses investing in the Super Bowl. Actually, some were mm-hmm. very public about not feeling the aspect of what they were looking to charge for advertisement. Right. And, uh, you know, during the Super Bowl, you, you're talking about millions upon millions of dollars for anywhere between four to five 30-second spots. Um you know, which we don't charge that much on live my radio. Radio, so get at your girl. No, you know so you really should just go ahead and and advertise with us. <laughs> I'll just say it. So yeah, so literally, Coca Cola. If you hadn't seen it, if if you were like some some people, you know, Super Bowls. Some people are like really watching the game. Some are just there to eat, drink, you know, get it in. I was tied in strong during the first half. Second half, I was drifting at the Super Bowl party I was at, but I already knew that the Seahawks was going to run with it, so I, I, I kind of tuned out. But yeah, Coca-Cola... I have a, I have a clip of that, that uh, commercial when you read it. I'll play it. Oh, cool, because I had it. just great. But the Coca-Cola Super Bowl, um, Coca-Cola ran a Super Bowl ad of trying to give a tribute to America's diversity. It was a full minute, and it really portrayed ordinary people of different races and ethnicities doing just the things that they normally do as, as their healthy American activities. And the song America the Beautiful plays throughout the ad, which all these different nationalities are singing to the actual song in their native language. Jesse, go ahead and, and play that insert. Okay, hold on, super producer. Sure. I'm going to try to get it. No, I'm operating on on different aspects of, of um, what do you call this thing? Something. Let me know. I can run it for you either way. I yeah, run it for me because I can't operate my new equipment. Oh, God. <laughs> We're getting really? better equipment each show. I'm so excited, but, you know, this is the run on my first new <laughs> New usage. It's okay, because guess what? It's, this has been considered a multilingual, uh, multilingual Coca-Cola ad, and it has sparked some heavy debate. So we're going to let it go, though. Hold on. I'm actually... Hold on. I, don't, I thought I had it, too, but I have some commentary for it. Um. But literally, this Super Bowl ad, um, I'm going to also give some of the feedback of what was uh, stirred up on social media and stuff like that, and we're going to try this again. I'm going to go ahead and, and run this commercial for you guys. 
Maybe. I'm just saying, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe you're going to play. I'm just saying. I I'm thought you knew how to work your own equipment. I know, right? <laughs> Let's try that one more time. Yeah, they were all singing in different languages. I thought it was absolutely. I thought it was wonderful. And maybe everybody else didn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, just a few, one point, how many ever, you know, whatever it was. I don't know the the statistics, but it was quite a few people that responded to commentaries, to um, YouTube videos, to Twitter, to Facebook that really came out extremely, extremely hard against the uh, fact that people were singing America the Beautiful in different languages. Exactly. And the the sad part about it is that, you know, people already recognize that, look, we are a country that is diverse. So Exactly. It just furthermore puts us out there as a country of how racist we can be where somebody's trying to celebrate diversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our country is made up of people who are who were not originally from this country mm-hmm. but had settled mm-hmm. into this country, and it's like, okay, enough already. What is it going to take yeah. in order yeah. for us to get to the point of not uh, – you know, being so nasty and mean to mm-hmm. um, the fact that there are other nationalities and other people and that one nationality does not make the whole. So I'll tell you I, something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to, and, and hopefully maybe you can respond to some of this, but I was going to read some of the response on social media. Yeah, go ahead. That was, that was pushed through Twitter. Um, one of the big things that was uh, really debated was that it was sung in different languages. So Bud Light Pro on Twitter says, not a fan of the Coca-Cola commercial. America the Beautiful should not be sang in any other language other than English. Sorry, not sorry. Mm. Okay? And if you're familiar with Twitter, you know that people post whatever they want to post. People can favor it and retweet it, meaning that nine times out of ten, they're in favor of what's being stated. Right. And they'll retweet and then comment on basically what's going on. So that one comment alone got over 300 favorites and 361 retweets. So mm. one person said, I didn't like the Coca-Cola commercial last night because I couldn't understand it. 
Mm-hmm. They can go either way because they may have I, I didn't understand what they were saying in another language. I'll give them that pass. Somebody said, I will be drinking Pepsi after your Super Bowl commercial. We welcome all people, but being American should be an honor. Mm. Wow. <laughs> These people went in. I am truly disappointed in Coca-Cola for the offensive Speak American commercial last night. Speak English. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But illegals will learn English, right? And this is somebody, uh, Lauren Ingram, responded to Rep. Paul Ryan, I guess. Laura, but illegals in- will learn. Laura Ingram from Little House on the Prairie, Laura? Laura Ingraham. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not Laura Ingalls, but Ingraham. Um, uh-huh. But she said, but, Amer- but illegals will learn English, right? At Rep. Paul Ryan on Twitter. Coca-Cola's America the Beautiful Super Bowl ad, English first. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else posted, looking forward to RNC banning Coca-Cola products at 2016 convention. Sad, sad. Okay. Um, this tweet, of course, brought his own wave of criticism, as some compared it to the controversial MSNBC tweet last week that assumed conservatives would be offended by Tyrion's ad about a biracial family. So you even got people in the media that's kind of going in. Um, Amy Lutz responded to MSNBC call. They want their smear campaign back. And she retweeted to that guy, looking forward to RNC banning Coca-Cola products at 2016 convention. So um, somebody else said, Senator Lisa Murkowski, my favorite commercial so far, Coca-Cola's America the Beautiful ad, gave me goosebumps, and I don't even drink pop. Oh, she's definitely a northern. I ain't said pop in a long time. Mm, oh, my <laughs> God, not pop. Heritage <laughs> Foundation is a high-profile conservative think tank. They tweeted out support for the ad on Sunday. Did anyone else like the Coca-Cola commercial as much as we did? What a beautiful nation we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody else in response said, wait, wait, wait. So people are genuinely upset that the Coca-Cola commercial was multilingual? And this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said, I'm embarrassed for those who felt that Coca-Cola commercial was a problem. Actually, you're right. the problem. Hashtag tolerant. Oh, I need to retweet that one. I'll find that one in a little while. Yeah, that's on Twitter. Sarah P at S-P-E-A-T-S-M on Twitter uh, actually tweeted that. Um, and I'm going to find her tweet and retweet that. So Olivia yeah. Berry, she said, I like the Coca-Cola commercial. It represented the people. Not everyone that is considered an American speaks English. Hello, diversity. Okay. Okay. And it exactly. says, people also stood up for a part of the ad that showed a gay couple with their daughter. It was apparently the first time a gay family appeared in a Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, like, all of these things um, is... Uh, somebody said, the fact everyone is talking about the Coca-Cola commercial with mixed reviews just means Coke is winning. Hashtag. <laughs> and you know what? That's one of the things that people don't realize when it comes to marketing. Sometimes, and when you're a company that's seasoned, that's been around as old as Coca-Cola, they can live happy. They got a little money where they can say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to cause a controversy. Or let's, let's talk. Let's draw some minds. Let's see how much our, 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 our name and what we've done is going to be on your tongue. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Coca-Cola by far definitely probably gave the biggest stir of the Super Bowl. What do you think? Well, I think 
uh, besides the fact that the the commercials themselves were not as great as they, I think that was the biggest stir that the commercials um, pretty much sucked. Um, except the, in my opinion, this is my mm-hmm. own opinion. Please do not hold these statements against the radio network. But I was not impressed, and I usually live for the commercials just as much as the game. But I, yeah. I think the biracial commercial had been a big stir for a little while, um, which, you know, I was livid over um, Mm -hmm. months ago last year. And then this one, definitely one of the dumbest. You know what? And and I know I'm being a little bit hard in my speech, but, guys, let me just tell you something. America – when we're saying speak English, I do agree that that is our our um, selected tone. I will put it mm-hmm. that way. After I say what I say, you'll understand why I say it. it's our selective tone. It is not our native tone because we ourselves are not native mm-hmm. as far as our culture and our history. There is only one true American and it happens to be Indian that did not speak English, America the Beautiful would be sung in a different language had not been for immigrants from England in the 1500s, early 1600s, that came to this country from England as rebels, okay, Came to the land, took company with the original Americans that were called Indians and became a, a, a dominance, took the land, bribed, took the land and became America. Then we had immigrants come through New York immigrants from all over the world, Dutch, Irish, um, gosh, everybody and, and, and whomever that wanted to come here came to this country, Spanish, French, everybody became an immigrant. Black Americans became immigrants through slavery. There is no such thing as Speak American. Speak English only. This is not a country of one. This is a united, supposedly, state. And this is a country that has diverse people, diverse people who look different, who have infused cultures by marrying interracially. Um, This is a country that has gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, queer, um, straight, white, black, Jewish, Hispanic, Pakistan, and, you know, Iranian. Give me a break. The list goes on and on and on. Absolutely. When will we get it together, people? When will we get it together? This is not a country that was ever built on anything but a takeover by immigrants. If you want to be truly an American, you would have to be of Indian descent. 
American, as we say, Indian. Okay? So get a hold of yourself. Stop saying people don't have a right to be here because if that's the case, like we're doing with the immigration reforms that and, and immigration laws and we're fussing at all the people for coming over, quote unquote, to our country. And then we're deporting the children of the immigrants who live in this country and we're deporting. If we were all to be deported, it would be nobody here. Okay, our population be slacked off, what you say? <laughs> there would not be one culture here but American Indians. If you do not believe me, go pick up a history book. <laughs> even even a history book that is not completely true with everybody's history is going to tell you that the settlers came from England and they landed and guess what? They began to settle with American Indians. Your history book is going to tell you that. Exactly. So why then would you be upset we have come from such a very long way, and a company has accepted the diverse America. Matter of fact, it's not just present. Coke came out. I'd like to teach the world a song in perfect harmony. Oh, yeah, I like to teach the world. Yeah. In mm-hmm. 1971, it was diverse people talking about bringing together diverse people, not having separation. Coke has been doing this since the 70s. Absolutely. This is not new for them. Give me a break. But, you know, I think a lot of times, you know what's amazing, I think that what happens is if you really pay attention to things, I think there's a time that marks levels of sensitivity. If you just pay attention to the, the way things happen, like, mm-hmm. there's, like it seems to be that there's always something that takes place that becomes a touchy subject or becomes the, the the main thing of controversy. So the most recent wave that I think we've seen um, over the last two to three years has been LGBT, you know, equality rights, which mm-hmm. is still going to cater and fall into diversity, which is still going to cater and fall into racism, which is still going to, you know what I mean? So it overlaps right. so many topics. And, yeah. This is coming off of the Grammy where they did this huge mass wedding and people are commenting about the factor of, of even being recognized in that fashion. So if you notice, in the height of things from a political standpoint, from a social standpoint, what tends to happen is we see, which naturally this is just, this is just a great recipe of a company recognizing when to step in and create marketing that does this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, a so, mar- marketing of inclusion. Right. So they, they took something that they know is at the forefront of people's minds and is, is, is heavy in society's forefront right now. So mm-hmm. this involves so many people. So it's literally like, okay, let's get the world involved of what is taking place right now. So right. what tends to happen is um, a company like Coca-Cola takes this and says, look, let's put this in your face. And, you know, this is something that's being talked about on one side, trying to be ignored on another. But at the end of the day, this is who we are. So I just think that they've done a great job in pushing that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. It, it furthermore explains, but I, I promise you one thing, there's almost not a country you won't go to where Coca-Cola isn't present. Let me tell you something. Coca-Cola so, is serious. Coca-Cola right. is serious. We, we, Coca-Cola is in every, every nation, it seems. I don't know. It, people who can't speak any language and just kind of look at you funny have they a Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola bottle. They're a little movie. It with is ab- the, the movie is absolutely funny. It's so crazy. Um, you know, I know some people from Africa got very upset about it, of the depiction of it, but it's a hilarious movie. It's called The Gods Must Be Crazy and The God Must Be Crazy Too. And it's mm-hmm. all about a Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, not the whole thing, but it, it's a very funny part in there about them finding a Coca-Cola bottle and thinking that it, it's somewhat of a god. But, you know, we were watching the story earlier and they were throwing rocks and they were throwing it. What did they have? Coca-Cola bottles throwing. <laughs> you know, Coca-Cola is everywhere. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. And it has been everywhere for a really long time. I remember my, my grandmother died. She was almost 100 years old. And when I was a child, 40 what, 42 years ago, my grandma, or not even 42, maybe 40, 44 years, 43, 44 years ago when I was very small, my grandmother had a storefront. Um, she had a huge house, but in the front of the house, she had built a, co- a store, and it was the Coca-Cola, all Coca-Cola products. So, you know, she had the antique little Coca-Cola um, coolers and the the small bottles that they used to have. So when you're talking about my grandmother was almost 100 years old when she passed several years ago, and I remember Coke almost 50 years ago. So Coca-Cola has been around forever, but it's like I said, just look up, go back into their history, look at their inclusion when people did not want to diversify, when they had no um, heart for it, when hatred was so apparent, they were saying, Let's come together and teach the world to have harmony. It makes no sense to be angry about war and hatred and and racism and sexism. You know, it is about including. And if my drink can allow me to do a commercial that has a powerful statement beyond the drink, as a company, that's what we're going to do. They've always done it. I doubt that they will stop. This is This means absolutely nothing. Coca-Cola sponsors half of the the um hundreds of hundreds of, of things that take place in Atlanta in the Olympics before. in yes. Atlanta most of the companies beyond the world in Atlanta, yeah. right most of the companies in Atlanta have sponsorships what do you see Coca-Cola sponsors Coca-Cola sponsors um, can I plug Coca-Cola to please sponsor the Bearheads Dream Wedding Expo? <laughs> 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 I know, that's right. You know what's amazing? <laughs> how about this, Jazzy? I wonder how many, and, and that's why I think one of the people that stated about, you know, MSNBC is going to respond. They need to be cognitive of the fact that here you are slandering a company's right to, to create imagery for the media, but I mm-hmm. guarantee they're going to turn right back around have their hands stuck out uh, for uh, for sponsorship. sponsorship, yeah, you know you have, so to be, like, you have to be very cautious of that. You have to absolutely. be very conscious of 
what you're saying about a company. And you know the funniest part, the very funniest part is that a lot of these families, well, not families, a lot of these people who are in position and they're going off on the radio, myself included, where if I go off about something and I don't think it's right and, and this, that, and the other, I, if I have children or if I have grandchildren, nieces, nephews, cousins, friends that are close to me, I don't know who's going to grow up and be the very thing that I'm saying I absolutely hate. I hate, right. I hate, I hate. If I have hatred, like a lot of people hate black people. They can't stand them. I wish they just, you know, horrible things will happen to them. And then their daughters and their sons go and marry a black daughter or son. And have a biracial grandchild. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't stand gay people. I hate them and, you know, all of these kind of things. And then your your sons and your daughters are gay and lesbian and marry gay and lesbian. You know, so the things that you're fighting against, a lot of this comes right into your existence. So watch what you say. Watch what you do, number right. one. And just like you're saying, I'm going. you're going against Coca-Cola and their values, but then you want to turn around and, and Coca-Cola is giving out a million-dollar sponsorship for your program, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. So it, it's, we have to be careful, all of us, not just the people who are saying, you do have a right to your opinion. Is taking your opinion, but reevaluate your opinion. Be open to change. Be open to change. Promise you life will throw you a curve that will cause you to face you, face you and how you think and what you believe. And you have to be in a position, or you should be, you don't have to, you should be in a position to leave yourself open for the possibility of change. Absolutely. You know, no, everything is not going to be done the same way forever and ever because things change, things get better, or things get worse, and there has to be a movement of change. We're better for it if we're open. When we're not open, it forces you to change, and sometimes, most oftentimes, it is extremely painful Yes, I guess Jazzy was making a fantastic point. You there, her? Okay, I don't know. We kind of had her tag out of there, but her point of what she was saying is significant. One of the things of what I want to do right now is play um, a part of the um, response by one of our anchors, which is uh, Brenda Wood um, with 11 Alive. She actually commented on Coca-Cola's ad and how um, there has been some response in regards to how Americans have responded to Coca-Cola having this um, thing. I'd like to teach the world to sing with people from all around the world holding hands, at least some of us of a certain age do. Coca-Cola has always been about inclusion, and they clearly know how to get people talking about their brand. But the fact that people are outraged over this ad is outrageous itself. People indignant that others would have the audacity to sing America the Beautiful in a language other than English when America was built on opening its arms to the world? The quote on the staff 
Culture of Liberty doesn't say, give me your English-speaking-only, Christian-believing, heterosexual masses. It says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, tempest-tossed. Have we forgotten that every one of us Americans, except for Native Americans, are descendants of foreigners? That the English language is from England? What makes America different from everywhere else is that we are a melting pot. We are not homogenous. It is our diversity that built this country. How dare they be indignation over the very thing that makes us great? And why not honor the beauty of that in song? What's so sacrosanct about this song that it can't be sung in other languages, by other ethnicities, by those of diverse religions and diverse lifestyles? A relevant question, considering the words of America the Beautiful, were penned by a gay woman. Catherine Lee Bates in 1895, an English professor at Wellesley who also wrote lovingly of her longtime committed relationship with another woman. America the Beautiful, by any other language, is still America. Here in the world on Love and Alive. And I think that her statement really hit the nail when it comes to how America can respond to this. And you can either choose to or be against it. So I think she said it live and in action, and I've actually posted this to our Facebook page. So if you are listening to us and you're uh, online, you're on Facebook, I'm going to encourage you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash loudmouthradio with two Ds. Uh, we're actually uh, sharing all this information of the broadcast on our social media, on our social media as well as on our Twitter at loudmouth. And we want to hear what you have to say about this. I know some of our listeners don't always catch our broadcast live and you go back and archive these shows. So we want to encourage you to leave your comments and things of that nature on our Facebook page. You can even tweet us. And we'll be able to, um, you know, respond to you. So tonight, um, you know, as we're speaking in regards to what's on your mind and just some of the different things that's been going on, we also wanted to touch on, um, you know, how the uh, how things are happening within our area uh, in Georgia when it comes to some of our legislation. And uh, there has been a push for a bill for autism. And uh, one of the things that is incredible, Georgia is one of 16 states that does not mandate coverage for autism. And so there's a bill called Ava's Law that has been running, that has been pushed to require insurance companies in Georgia to cover children and families that are dealing with uh, family, uh, family members that have autism. And uh, it's, it's, it's a rising epidemic. Um, and, and with that, it's something that is pushing for legislation for the governor to do a first-time funding for coverage of autism in the state employee health plan, which will allocate $2.4 million for treatment. Now, um, Medicare, um, you know, Medicaid, peach, peach Care for Kids are plans that cover some of the state's poorest families. And um, with this bill being passed, it would allocate funds for people to have coverage for their families um, that, that basically deals with children that have autism. Now, the CDC says that about 1 in 88 children have been identified to have some type of autism, 
um, disorder, and that number among boys is one out of 54. So uh, autism itself is, is, is a disorder that affects difficulties with social, social interaction. It could be verbal, nonverbal communication. They have repetitive, uh, repetitive behaviors. Um, so autism is, is seen as so many different faces of children. And um, the Senate and, and, uh, really was trying to push for their colleagues to pass this, legisl this legisl legislation law that will require private health insurance companies to cover the entire state of Georgia for treatment of autism. And unfortunately, that, that bill has not been given the green light. So you know, different things like this, and, and we actually did a show on autism on Loudmouth Radio um, last year, which we actually had an opportunity to speak vividly with parents who deal with their children that have autism every day, and um, you know, and their struggles uh, in regards to having the ability to have the support. And I'm gonna encourage you to archive that show with us on Loudmouth Radio. I'll definitely post it on. Um, and, and repost it on for people to listen to it. And it's incredible um, the struggle that people endure um, with having children that have autism. So, um, guys, you know, Jazzy and I both rallied last year on, on uh, the Capitol for uh, sex trafficking with USPARC, um, which we're both ambassadors for. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's things and movements like this that is important that more people are aware and involved and can push their politicians to take part and also to have more commitment into things like this to get bills passed. So um, we'll touch on that, and, and I just want to make sure that people are aware of the different things that's going on. Um, and this is happening right in our back door in the state of Georgia, in the metro Atlanta area, but at the same time, it affects people worldwide when countries, uh, when cities and states and municipalities are trying to get laws passed that can enable others to get support and help. So, um, you know, th that's one of those topics that uh, is touchy for many people who are not able to seek help and refuge in regards to the struggle that they have with their family. So um, Jasmine really touched on some, some, some heavy uh, statements in regards to um, our conversation um, as we talked about, you know, Coca-Cola and the King family. And to basically sum it up, you know, we want to um, just continue to try to bring things that can be important to others. Um, and, and also, look, we're in the city. We're part of um, the media for Metro Atlanta, so we try to keep things that's going on aware, uh, you know, essential awareness for people that are listening to us. And we realize a lot of our listeners are not just in Georgia, not just in Atlanta. So, you know, we want to encourage you to, uh, to to take part in our conversation, and we invite you to come in and uh, take part in our conversation on Loudmouth Radio, and uh, recognize to share this information with friends and and, and others. Now, if you're a business owner, you know, the entrepreneur of me is going to speak vividly with this. If you are an entrepreneur and you are working uh, to get your business out there, you're trying to find ways for people to connect with you and you want them to be able to know about your business and about your, your services or your products, I encourage you to connect with us at Loudmouth Radio. 
Um, our network is, is, is becoming more and more seasoned every day. But just so you know, we're not a new brand. Loudmouth started initially as a marketing and branding company. We've extended our reach through multimedia. And we just really want people uh, to be able to have um, a, a large amount of leverage with their business. And, and we're just a great vehicle for you. So we want to encourage you to connect with us. You can contact us at our media offices at 706-363-3895. And we're available Monday through Friday. Um, you also can email us at loudmouthmedia at gmail. And connect with us on Facebook at Loudmouth Radio. You can actually uh, like our page and follow our, our, our radio network, as well as we're on Twitter and Instagram at Loudmouth. So um, I'm going to basically summarize our show tonight and just uh, just share with our listeners um, to just definitely don't don't deny yourself. Um, I'm going to read a passage that was uh, shared with me today and hopefully it can um, be of inspiration to you. But um, some of the things that I think that is so important uh, for us is to understand that difficulties are going to arise. And as human spirits, we're, we're, we're brought and structured to grow and, and to, gra to gather strength, which helps us to deal with conflict, which helps us to deal with um, things that we're up against. Um, personal growth and spiritual space is important. And uh, one of the things that was shared with me today that I think is, is, is important to share with our listening audience is that positive thinking is so detrimental. It is something that you just have to inject into your life. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there are so many things that's happening all the time and we're affected by uh, substantially uh, so many different things. We have wars, we have countries, we have all these different things that are going on. So it's important that you keep positivity in the forefront of your life. Fear and negativity, um, something I was reading today, I think Jazzy shared this with me earlier, fear and negativity exists for a reason. We must honor them, recognize it, but don't dwell on it. You know, for all of those that are coming into 2014 with positive attitudes, don't let people filter what you want for yourself. Um, if you're in a toxic relationship that's negative, I don't care if it's a family member, a loved one, your partner, your, your, your employer, your employees, your fellow uh, peers, learn to filter what you will allow in your spirit and understand mm -hmm. that you have ultimate control of that. You make the determinant factor whether you allow those types of toxic. Uh, Toxicity, toxicity to remain in your life. And it's important. And, and, and Jazzy, I, I think she can respond on this. You know, every day is a new day. Every day is another opportunity and another opportunity That's right. to, make, to, make, to make a difference. And that, you know, one day we were talking, and, and it's, we all find ourselves uh, dwelling on something that's happened to us in the past, whether it's in a positive light or a negative light. And then we also naturally as people look into the future and, and we desire things, we want things. Um, but the one, the one most important thing of control at that point also is your presence. So um, my last word is just to embrace your presence and live your life for what you want your life to be in the present moment. Jazz, you got anything uh, else you want to say before we come off? Well, I just wanted to say that... Um, this show has been awesome, and as always, we get an opportunity to share our opinions, our thoughts, 
um, our hopes, our desires, and hopefully has impacted you in a small way and that you can take little bits. If not all of it, take little bits that fit you, take little bits that help change you or to um, push you to a level of change and acceptance of um, things that you want to help you grow in life. We hope that that's what we give you when we have these topics. And, you know, it, it's, it's what's on our mind. You know, we open up the floor for you to call in so that you can talk about what's on your mind so we all may learn a little bit from you or have a different view and a different way of looking at things and, you know, have a good debate. Debating is good sometimes when it doesn't turn into argument, which is not what we really try to do here. We really want to empower you, inspire you, and entertain you, and we hope we do that every time we come on this show. I do thank you uh, for taking the opportunity to hear about Bear Heads Dream Wedding Expo that's going to be at the Georgia World Congress Center June 15, 2014, which is just a few months away. On next week's show, we will be announcing our very fortunate, very blessed, very lucky, whichever word you want to choose, we are going to be announcing the winner of the Bear Heads Dream Wedding Giveaway, the Yes, My Bald is Beautiful contest. It has ended January 30th, and we are announcing the couple who has endured this long months of months of not knowing, um, and we're going to let you know who that is. We're actually going to call them on the 12th, and we are going to announce to them and you the same time that they are the winner. So get your tissue ready, get your hearts ready to be pulled and get ready to share their experience as we announce the winner on the 12th of next month. So be prepared for that. We're going to talk about weddings, of course. We're going to talk about their wedding, and just some of the sponsors are going to be on to let them know um, what they're going to be giving them, as well as bringing on some some new team players to Loudmouth Radio, as well as um, discussing just marriage all across the board and uh, laws and, and just good, good stuff. So, um, next week, tune into that show. But um, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the expo, we right now have the buy one get one free at Eventbrite. If you go to our website, you will be able to find that information as well as vendor information. If you have a business and you want to um, share to our couples what you do and how you can make their dreams come true on this special day, it's Bearhead Wedding Expo. That's B A R E H E A D and S. So it's bareheads, plural, weddingexpo.com. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you at this international wedding expo where you can see all couples represented and all cultures, as many as we could fit into one space. We're going to also give that wedding away on the day of the expo. So get your tickets if you want to help share in their joy as well as finding out how to create the joy of your special day. Thank you so much, and I do appreciate you. And my hero of the day, of the present moment, I would have to say is a good, good friend of mine, and that is Jamie Morgan Brown, who has survived brain cancer, come back live and strong, now teaching um, people how to live a healthier life, wrote a book to how to eat your way back to health. He is my hero, my present day showing people how to do it, how to live, and be better you. Awesome. Thank you, Jazzy. And we just want to continue to share with you um, how important you are as a listening audience to us. 
And we're grateful and thankful for your presence, um, your gifts of listening to us, sharing our, our um, podcast uh, once we come off air to our, our, our live broadcast. And also remember that, you know, um, the cars that have uh, those special features of being able to uh, stream right through your dashboard, we're all live on Stitcher Radio. And we're um, registered on the Loudmouth Radio Network on Stitcher, which reaches over 4 million in-car dashboard listeners, over 60, uh, 60 car makes and models. So we are grateful uh, for our presence, our growing listening audience. And without you, we're not, we're, what we're doing wouldn't have purpose. Mm-hmm. And we just want to be grateful. Uh, we just want to share our gratitude with you and telling you just how much uh, we appreciate your participation as a listening audience. So, um, Jazz, I also want to make mention to our audience uh, that one of our media partners, AtlantaCarFinders.com, is a source for you to connect to get your vehicle. It's tax time. People are getting their refund checks. They're actually preparing yeah. to find them for wheels. Yeah. So we want you to recognize that you can contact AtlantaCarFinders.com for your source of referrals to help you find the vehicle of your dreams. And we want to thank all our listeners again. Like always, just remember that we are one. Thank you for listening to Loudmouth Radio. This has been a fantastic uh, broadcast. And we want to thank you for listening. I I want to slide in before you go. Thank you, Black Coffee, for always giving us support and love on Twitter. We love, love, love giving our audiences your music at the end of our shows. Um, and, and we just, you're just a joy to listen to. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, Black Coffee, we do love you, Sunny and Jazzy, as always, here on Live Off Radio. Make sure you check out our show next week, February 12th. is going to be a great show. Uh, we'll have some featured guests on there uh, that you would not want to miss. You follow us online, you'll be able to know exactly who it is, what's going on, and we look forward to hearing you on air next week. Talk to you soon.
Peace.